podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only... The apple of my co-hosting eye, because she is fantastic to work with, Miss Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam Tam. Hi, everybody. I'm telling you, I'm going to get that crowd clapping. You know, and I bet you everybody over there is going, oh my God, he's only saying that because like they must be seeing each other or married or something like that. That's not the case. No, dude, we we are married to our jobs. Yeah, to our jobs. That's (laughs) so I was looking at you the fuck you, you, you talking are, about, you <laughs> psycho? You know what I was going to say. <laughs> to our jobs. I am married to my job. No, I, try to give, uh, I try to give you a lot of compliments because you, you do a shit ton more work on this than... than Behind the scenes. Yeah, than, than, than what I have the time to do. Yeah. That's the shitty part of it as far as, you know, my, my, my time because so, I'm so spread. I'm spread so fucking thin. You're not even peanut butter. You're just like melted butter, right? I'm not even melted butter, man. I'm barely water. That's how thin I am. Wow, dude. <laughs> I was at least giving you some tasteful credit there, but no. Oh, no. I do taste great. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> you are horrible. I am. So you said, you, you told me that who we're doing today. Yes. And you said that you're gonna that I'm gonna like her and you're gonna throw me for a loop and some no, about no I'll throw shit. you for a loop in Wednesday's episode. That's and... when I just finished up. But this one you're gonna like this one. And like I said, I think this is when you mentioned way back when we started talking about doing this podcast. And after I got done doing her, I was like, oh, I think he wanted to do that one. Oh well, he'll be fine. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids, because no, seriously, because you won't you remember shit. You have taken two out of my plate that I really wanted to work on. So what the fuck ever. <laughs> is that the ones I'm working on right now? The exactly. That exact no the yeah the one you're working on right now. No, well, yeah, that's not be- the one prior, but this one. Right, right, but they but the the three that I'm working on. All I didn't know it. Loop, I didn't know that it tied in. I know. I was until you like out. threw me for it. I was like, <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh but, my god. Yeah, that's how that, competitive we are. We fight over who we're going to work on. Well, also, I think that we're the only podcast that does serial killers that puts a little bit of humor and laughter into it. Because I keep listening to everybody else's podcast, and they're good. There's a lot of information, but there man. is a lot of information. But man, some people take this shit way. And it is, I guess serial killers are serious, but they are. But I look at it this way: there's nothing I can do to change the outcome. Right. I mean, the, no these people are already how dead. Serious, I am. So I can't change the outcome. I might as well entertain people with the information I have. Yeah, that's true. And aren't we all, on some level, as podcasters, entertainers? Well, no, that's exactly it. That's what I mean. Yeah. We we're just entertainers, and that's yeah. That's, that's why I tell everybody I'm just you know whether it's podcasting or music or writing. That's at the end of the day, that's all I am. I can be replaced really easily. You know, even I'm in your t- trekking gig, you are an entertainer. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I'm a fucking paid clown. All right, so <laughs> yeah. who do we have today, Tam Tam? Her name is Jane, and I don't know if her last name is spelled pronounced Toppin or Topin. It's T O P P A N, so I'm saying Toppin. Someone's Toppin. <laughs> Anywho, from behind her moniker, she has two of them. Oh, sweet. Her first moniker is Jolly Jane, and I'll explain that in a little bit. But her next moniker is the Nightmare Nurse. Oh my God, I've heard of both those people. One was a hooker that I had heard (laughs) about. The Nightmare Nurse? (laughs) No, the Jolly Jane. (laughs) And I said, no, she looks like Chlamydia Carey. So 
<laughs> not too sure about that shit. I don't think I'll be jolly after I yeah, sleep with that I one. Think, I think that one, I, I think if I sleep with that chick there, that's a trip to the fucking clinic and I'm getting shots and antibiotics and a stern lecture. <laughs> From your girlfriend? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Scotty, we need. Scotty, we need to talk <laughs> because Scotty? I don't ha- I don't have chlamydia, and um, now I do. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> we are horrible. You oh my god, some, I'm so sorry, everybody. You have some splaining to do. <laughs> well, and the fact is, even though it's like early in the morning, we are still buck ass tired because yesterday was a long day. So let's talk about okay, Jolly Jane. Her, I am actually using one of her quotes to open up. Oh, sweet. Yeah, she has a couple of them, but this one is, that is my ambition to have killed more people, more helpless people than any man or woman who has ever lived. Oh, my God. I don't know if you're alive, Jane, because she took you out of my bucket, but honey, I love you. (laughs) You, you, Jane, you are. Well, considering... (sighs) Okay, this will answer that whether she's alive or not question. Jane Toppin was actually born as Honora, H-O-N-O-R-A, Kelly, on March 31st, 1854. Oh, man. I know. Jane, baby, how could you leave yeah. me this early? This so, so soon. That's just... You're right. She was born in Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm going to clarify here. Some sources say the year she was born was 1854. And you know as well as I do. Back then, the records are kind of shady. Yeah, they're a little little sketchy. Yeah, but there is one author out there who has done extensive research on Jane's life. And he puts her birth year close to 1857. However, for the sake of argument, I'm going to keep the birth year here as 1854. Just because. I don't think three years of difference makes a whole it matter but, or anything to know, Jane right now. No, but I mean, some people like are like, oh, it's not the same person if it's different years. So okay, I just want to make that clear. I'll admit, some people nitpick stuff because they like, do. I got, they do. and I found myself doing this with, with uh, 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 oh, Pensram. Uh, somebody had posted oh, me too. Uh, uh, that his first crime was at 12 years old and yada, yada. Honest mistake. It, it really is. It is it, 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 in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't make jack shit it a difference. It doesn't, but then they're not taking his whole life into account either. But it's Penn's Ram, and I fucking love him. I know. Him. He is like, we are so protective of him that it's disgusting. Every time somebody says anything that's not right, I go, no, bitch. Oh, no, that, that was me. I, went, <laughs> I defend um, him like he's my son. <laughs> oh, I sat there, and I was all incredulous, you know, and I was sitting in the toilet when I did it. Oh, no, no, sir. His first crime. Was about seven years old, and this is what he did. Yeah, you know his drunken <laughs> disorderly. Yeah, uh, no, that was uh, no. He had drunken disorderly oh, that's at, right, seven. at seven. It was like it's, I think his first petty theft was eight. Sounds right. And then twelve was when he broke into that house and got sent to the. That's state, right. The Minnesota State Reform School. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it sounds something like that. Anywho's, dude, I telling you, Pandram is my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, so anyways, however, oh, I already said that. Jane was the youngest of three daughters. She was born to an Irish immigrant, Peter and Bridget Kelly. There's the problem right there. Freaking Irish coming over oh, here. That's going to come into play here in a second. Stealing our jobs. Dude, no, that's going to come into play here in a second. The Irish immigrant thing. You, you just, just you wait because I thought of you when I wrote it down. <laughs> so tragedy struck young Jane early when her mother died of tuberculosis when she was only one year old. 
Oh, shitty. Yeah. Her father, Peter, was a tailor and well-known around town for being quite an eccentric and a violently abusive alcoholic. Okay? Damn. Yeah. Since people really haven't changed their behaviors over the centuries, it shouldn't come as a shock to anybody to learn that people talked about Peter behind his back. <laughs> Duh. You think? Know, gossip has been going on since the dawn of time, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, ever since, like, caveman. Uh, no, <laughs> even in the Bible, um, when you read about uh, Adam and Eve. Eve gossip like nobody's business. And then Adam has a small penis. I had <laughs> well, to find a super, Bible, super small okay. leaf to cover him. It's just terrible. Yeah, it doesn't say that in the and Bible, I wish he but shave you know. Bush. <laughs> cover that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> nobody needs to see that, Adam. Jesus Christ. Nobody needs it. Nobody wants to see that, okay? <laughs> You're make me spit out my coffee. Knock it off. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways. As a matter of fact, the citizens of the town in which the family lived in often referred to him as Kelly the Crack when they were whispering about him. <laughs> okay? It's also reported that later in his life, he went insane and actually sewed his own eyelid shut. What the actual fuck? I know, dude. I know, right? When I read, Because I, I saw several sources that said that. That's the only reason why I'm mentioning it. Jesus Christ. I mean... Oh, my fucking God. I'm a fucking nut job, man. Yeah. But I do go on to say that, however, there's been no documentation of this form around that time. It's just been reprinted over and over again through the years. It is often considered reliable rumor. Okay. Instead of reliable fact. Okay. Peter would do his best to raise his three daughters. Okay. But by 1863, he can no longer manage. He, would, he wound up taking his two youngest daughters, eight-year-old Delia... Delia, Delia, whatever. Probably Dahlia. D E L I A. I think it's Delia. Yeah, okay. And then six year old Honora, which is Jane, to be placed to a place called the Boston Female Asylum. Now, don't let that name fool you. This was actually the orphanage in Boston at the time. It was a female orphanage. That almost sounds like a good plot for a horror movie just by the name Dude, of this place. I know, Boston Female Asylum. They were, young, they were young children being taken to the Boston Female Asylum where horror lurked behind every corner. Da-na-na. Yeah, it was actually located on the south side of town. They wore Southpaws. <laughs> Jesus That's Christ. exactly what they call it, South Boston. <sighs> um, a Southie. Anyways, both of the younger girls would remain at this orphanage until they turned 10 years old, at which time they were placed in what some at the time would consider quote-unquote respectable families. I will get into that. Not much is really known about what happened to the other daughter, but according to some reports, oh, to, to the other girls, okay, because we know what happened to Jane. We're featuring her. Well, yeah, duh. Okay, so when it comes to Delia... um. Delia, the middle sister, would grow up to become a prostitute and an alcoholic. So it makes you wonder what sort of respectable family she really ended up with. Well, even if that family was respectable, consider what her, her dad... This is true, because you know, she was older than Jane. Right, so that catalyst may have actually come from her dad, or at, at bare minimum, at bare minimum, the catalyst is a combination of her father and the quote-unquote respectable family. Right. Well, and the only reason why I say that is because I know what happened to Jane, you know, in a respectable family, and I'll get into it. Sweet. Yeah. So, that being said, um, 
when it comes to the oldest sister, Nellie, some have asked the same question I did. And I'm sure you're probably asking the same one, Scott. What happened to her? Why wasn't she placed in an orphanage? Right? She listened. I'm hoping to attempt to answer that question. She did dishes and freaking cooked. She, she was useful, not like the other two bums. Anyways, she was older, too. Yeah, she Some was older. Some people have speculated that she was actually too old at the time to even be placed in the facility, which is a possibility. Yeah, because if, if she's like 13, 14, Yeah, because they tried to place age. them by the time they were 10. So by the, yeah, and back then, 13's marrying age. Yeah, you can get married. You can go out and get a fucking yeah. job. It's like, bitch, you're on your own. Yeah, here. however, I was able to find something else that may explain it better. Was she a better hooker? No. From the actual sources I could find that even mentioned her, not the web sleuth forms that suggested the above information, but these searches said that Peter was not only violently abusive, they claim that he was also sexually abusive and that she was the primary target of his abuse. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, I couldn't verify this information from what I would consider all reliable sources, so I'm just going to throw it out there and classify it as a rumor. Well... It almost makes logical sense. It does make sense. logical sense, but I'm still, like I said, I'm just going to classify I, yeah, it as and, a and I'm not pointing the finger saying, dude, no. you were you were like raping your own daughter or anything. No. But Time, era, all that shit. Every, yeah, all things considered, I would say that I separate everything out into uh, possibility and probability. Correct. Um, and anything is possible, but very few things are probable. Correct. This one here, I in my mind, I rate as both very possible and very probable. Yeah, me like, too. Me too. Me too. Oh yeah. So what is actually documented from later years, though, is that Nellie ended up being admitted to an insane asylum or mental hospital, as they are referred to today. But I was not able to find out which one. Oh shitty! Poor thing. Yeah, I actually that's feel what bad I for her, man. Me too. If everything is true, not only do you have a dad that's beating the shit out of you and what have not, you have him constantly raping you. Yeah. You're being raped by your own fucking father in your own home. And as I've said many times, your your house is your sanctuary. It is, very much so. You know, whether you're an adult or a kid, that's that's your, that that should always be your safe zone. You know, where you can go and go, okay, everything your no-no else. Your no no zone, Scott. That's my no no zone. <laughs> Show me on the doll, Scotty. Show me where the bad lady touched you. <laughs> you always say that about me. <laughs> if you keep saying that, I'm going to have to show him on the doll. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm going to have to show him on the molestation doll. But, you know, so when, when you're coming home and your your safe place is being violated. Right. You know, so you're. You can't sleep. You right. can't eat. You can't do anything. And, and I'm not even I'm not even so much saying the raping, but the beating, too, because. Right. Um, we brought up before that you and I were raised in very violent, abusive very. households. And I remember as a child, my fear was, like you said, going to sleep and even sleeping. I didn't know if my dad would wig out and I was going to get dragged out of my, di- by my bed and the shit knocked out of me. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. It might happen in a week. You never knew, but you knew it was coming. Yeah. That's the fucked up thing. Is yeah. You, you know so you're constantly happen. on edge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, totally. So I can only imagine what these girls went through, especially that oldest daughter. You, you, if you throw the raping in there, which, like I said, has a high probability, that's no wonder she wound up in a nut hut. No doubt, yo. No. So when it comes to Honora or Jane, things are well documented. Well, obviously, since we're able to feature her here today, I would hope so. Yeah, but. <laughs> 
She was placed with a quote-unquote respectable family only to become an indentured servant to Anne Toppin, who changed her name and allowed her to take on the family's last name. Okay? All right. This family lived in Lowell, Massachusetts, and when Anna was placed in their home, they started calling her Jane and told people she was of Italian descent and their parents tragically died at sea. They told people this because during that time, there was a negative stigma wrongfully associated with Irish immigrants. Well, yeah. Yeah. This was, uh, I wanted to bring that up before, because we've talked about racism a lot, you know? And th- this is why I am against certain groups, because the, the first actual slaves in America... Were the Irish? Yeah, it wasn't black. It wasn't Chinese, right. nothing like that. It was the Irish. But the sad part is that the Irish had no value. None. So if they're being shipped over... Uh, and, and some of them were, were, were criminals. Right. So they'd get shipped over as part of their... Um, as their part of their... Uh, Serving out their time. Yeah, instead of shipping them to Australia, they shipped them here. Right, and they, they would say, okay, you're going to be uh, a slave yeah. for X number of years, and after that, you paid your dues and go do your fucking thing. Right. But with that said, they had zero value, so you could be on the ship. Yeah. And the captain might just decide, I'm having a bad fucking day. Yeah. And throw one of you motherfuckers overboard. Yeah. Or beat you, or rape you, or rape you and beat you. Or kill you and rape you, whatever the fuck they wanted to do, because you had zero value. Yeah, the Chinese and Africans that that were sold off as slaves had a value. Yeah, they were auctioned off. Yeah, they were auctioned off. So there's, yeah. there, there's a monetary value right. attached to that. So just something for everybody to keep in mind. I, I do believe that everybody has the right to live a free life. By the right. way, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not condoning slavery. Yeah, at I, all. I don't. Yeah, not in any way, no. shape, or form. Just saying. He's just putting it in perspective. Yeah, a little bit more perspective for y'all. Yeah. So while she was in school, Jane actually did very well academically. And it was said that she had quite a few friends. However, as she got older, she started to put on quite a bit of weight and became what people in that era, era considered unattractively obese. Oh, man. I'm just saying that era. No, I know. You know, but. I, just, I, I think of anybody picking on fat people. I know. No, dude, leave That's, us fat people alone. Well, even when I wasn't fat, and I'm fat now, I don't. I didn't believe in actually picking on anybody who had a weight problem because if you have a weight problem, then you have a weight problem, man. Right? There's you usually ha- a reason. Yeah, you've got enough shit going on without me sitting there. Hey, well, in is. our generation, it wasn't just because the kids lazed around and played video games all day either, because we didn't have that option. No we shit. We were all very active and outside. Usually, if you had a weight problem, there was a there was a reason behind it. Right. And, you know... <laughs> Welcome yeah. to our video games at the time. It's called Outside. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, we explored more hills and haunted houses when I was a kid than anybody I know. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. It was around this time that she began to display the classic signs of, a sociop- of sociopathic behavior as well. She became cruel to animals. And she told some of the most unbelievable lies. Lies such as her father had sailed around the world. One of her sisters ended up marrying a man considered to be amongst the English nobility. And her brother, of which she had none, was a decorated Civil War soldier who was decorated at Gettysburg by Abraham Lincoln himself. Yeah. So, that being said, when she was 18 years old, she graduated from Lowell High School. And once she graduated, the Toppins would free her of her, of her indenture. Okay? They gave her 
$50, with the inflation value of that today is approximately $1,118 to go on our own. Okay, cool. Okay, which, it's a nice chunk of change back then, but nothing to, see, to sneeze at by today's standards when you want to get out on your own. Yeah, no shit. Rent is over a grand. <laughs> I know, right? Even in a, st- one, you know, renting a room. Yeah, no shit. Despite the fact that she was technically free to do as she wanted, she actually chose to stay at the house, on at the house for some time, to- for the time being, as a regular servant. Okay. Okay. Um, her foster mother, Anne, eventually died. And when she did, her daughter, Elizabeth, took over running the household. She would actually continue to treat Jane as a mere servant girl, but she was kinder than her mother had been. All right, fair enough. Yeah, some would say too little, too late, but I'll let you decide when I'm done with my presentation. <laughs> dun, 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 cliffhanger. I have a feeling there's going to be questions at the end of this. Oh, there is. I, I'm trying to ask a lot of questions because I think it helps. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth would go on to marry a man by the name of Oramel Brigham. He went by... OA and was a deacon in the church. I'm assuming he was one of the original Brigham's back in Boston at the time. You like know, Brigham Young and shit. Yeah, I believe. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying because I know that the Mormons originated on the East Coast. Yeah, it's a bizarre ass name, too. So it is. When he married Elizabeth, he would move into the top and house, and nobody knows exactly why. And some speculate that there was a dispute, but for whatever reason, when he moved in, Jane moved out. Um, she left the house she had been living in for the past 20 some years. Okay. That year was 1987 and Jane was 33 years old. She went on to start training as a nurse at Cambridge hospital. And while she was in training and then when she went, you know, while she was in training, she earned the nickname Jolly Jane from her instructors. They called her this because she displayed a jovial outgoing personality. Oh, my kind of girl. See? Yeah. These people apparently looked past the fact that she was a consummate gossip, and she often showed visible excitement when students she did not care for were dismissed from the nursing program. But then I would, too. I I'm not competitive. I kind of relate to that. Like, seriously. <laughs> it's like, yes, another one gone. <laughs> yeah. The, another one bats dust. <laughs> so aren't you sad that Bill got kicked up? Nope. nope. <laughs> I'm having a party at my place. <laughs> BYOB. <laughs> BYOB, because that bitch is gone. Yeah. Ooh, he was a she dick. She also told a tall tale about how the Tsar of Russia offered her a nursing job, and she was suspected of stealing small things from fellow students. As a result, the other students in the program were go to actually detest her and her presence amongst them. Oh, guys, leave Jolly Jane alone. I know, Just dude. ride the stories out. Have a good time. I know. Oh, fucking Christ. Cut a girl some slack. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be until the administration of the hospital noticed that that she had what people today would consider an unhealthy obsession with autopsies that they would grow concerned. They had no clue that she had begun experimenting with morphine and atropine, which is a prescription medication that's used to treat symptoms of low heart rate and it's used to reduce salivation and bronchial secretions before surgery. And it's also, little known fact, side note, an antidote for overdose from some poisonings. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. Yeah. She would conduct these experiments on the elderly patients at the facility. They they had a good run. What can I say? Yeah, (laughs) dude. Anyways, one of the patients Jane was in charge of, a lady by the name of Amelia Finney, had an operation done in 1887. She would claim that after the surgery, Jane came to her room and gave her a dose of what she called a bitter medicine. 
This medication caused her to slip in and out of consciousness. And once she began to lose consciousness, Jane climbed into her bed and began to kiss her all over her face. Something ended up spooking her, and Jane stopped the actions. So when Amelia woke up the next morning, she assumed that she had dreamt the whole thing up. Okay? Oh, okay. It wasn't until Jane was arrested 14 years later that she realized what had happened to her had not been a dream at all. Well, damn, she got a little sum-sum. Sum-sum. Why does she want to complain? Like, for reals. Dude, seriously. You're in the hospital. You, you got the bonus plan. That's right. You got the happy ending. <laughs> That's right. Which is what I'm hoping for today when Stop I go it. to the salon. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Now, upon graduating from the nursing program at Cambridge Hospital, Jane landed a job working for Massachusetts General. While there, she was caught by hospital administration carelessly giving out opioids to patients. Despite this, her superiors would go on to recommend her for employment as a private nurse nurse to their wealthier clients. Holy fuck. Why? Okay, you know what? I'm going to stop you there because I'm actually writing this because I'm getting ready to feature uh, uh, Randy Kraft as part of a three or four part series. And I mentioned this in that article that... I'm seeing a pattern with all the serial killers that we have, especially anybody who is in well in, in life, is that law enforcement or supervisors will all see what they're doing. Killed 15 people. Man, hey, no we deal. suspect this guy here of murdering and mutilating you know, young boys. And people go, yeah, you know what? Not pursue it. It's cool. And then in the medical field, they go, okay, look. He murdered his his murder yeah. rate. The the death rate in our hospital went up, you know, a hundred and ten percent since you started working here. D- to whom it may concern, this nurse is fantastic. You should hire them immediately. Yeah, get them off our shoulders. Fuck, man. I know, right? We have found that so often. So if you ever want to commit a crime, become a serial killer, and then they'll just let you go. They will. They, they you will. Know, you'll be able to. You'll be able to become a, a serial time. killer in a well paying profession. Or in gen- well, that's true because Kraft was well actually because even um, Cole Carol Cole he was a truck driver yeah 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 and they let him I mean shit the police obvious body in his closet and they're like ah yep. natural death yep. natural causes <laughs> I mean it's his wife and uh, she's wrapped up in a blanket uh, yeah obviously strangled natural causes yeah natural causes <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ man <laughs> I know and he's literally like I did it. Yeah, that's what got me with Cole. Is he's like, you know, neon sign going, I am the dude you are looking for. This is not natural. Uh, sir, you're okay. You know what? We feel sorry for your loss. You don't understand. I killed these people. Yeah, we're sorry. That you, you just need to step aside. We're looking for the killer. I know, right? <laughs> it's like he had a neon sign and everything, and they ignored it. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's yeah. okay. When Jane wasn't working, she was known to consume large amounts of beer. Your kind of girl. Tell Raji jokes. There you go. Oh, my God. I Gossip love it. Gossip endlessly and enjoy playing her friends against each other. Dude, she's your perfect date. I'm just, oh, my God. Jane, baby. Why aren't you here now? <laughs> I know. Holy, you know what? You know what? Your mom can step the fuck aside. Oh, no. Yes, I finally found somebody. <laughs> Sorry, Tammy's mom. It breaks my heart, too, baby. You know I love you. But, Jane, Jane, if you could hear me in the afterlife... Please. Call me. Call me. (laughs) Call me, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) However, the doctor she worked with and the patient she took care of thought she was highly skilled at her job and considered her to be rather compassionate and always cheerful nurse. 
No, that's why Which they I can see. her Giggling Jane or whatever. Jolly, Jolly Jane. Jane. She's not the Giggling Granny. Wrong well, that's one. Right. I'm just thinking of the Giggling Granny. Okay, now check this get out. excited. When she became what we would consider an at-home provider because she was a nurse that went to their homes to take care of them, Jane would go on to earn $25 a week, which, if you're going by today's standards, is nothing. But by then, the inflation rate would rise significantly from the 1872 rates. And as of right now, August of 2021, that would be equivalent to $742 a week. That's per week, folks. People today, on only average, at the very least... 500 and if that that's if they work full-time like for real yeah okay I scott know. now everybody's i'm, not, no, I'm no, saying no, I'm minimum just... wage job average maybe 500 a week wow yeah i can't and i'm not going by oregon's minimum wage or washington's because no, no, we're I'm, higher I'm trying to wrap my head around that because because we just not talked about like what rent is yeah okay so you can get into usually like a shithole bad neighborhood a studio apartment that's sketchy, and that's like a grand a month. If if that, some of them are way more. Yeah, you know, I can't imagine. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's I'm why just, a lot I'm, of people have roommates now. They have to. I have one that's involuntarily here. Stop <laughs> telling people my business. No, I'm kidding, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's my son. Anywho, so this was at a time when a general, when women in general only earned $5 a week. So she's earning five times what the average woman back then earned. Okay. However, in addition to this, to the amazing income she was making, she was also getting sexually aroused. She would later confess to the authorities that after she gave her patients the fatal dose of medication, she would climb into their bed, stroke and kiss them and snuggle up to them as they lay dying. According to her, all this would stimulate her, and she gained some sort of sexual gratification by performing the whole ritual. Fetish Friday. So let me get this right, just so I understand. <laughs> you want to know what kind of woman you're going to be dating? She likes beer. Loves beer. Tells raunchy jokes. Tells raunchy jokes. Obviously works hard. Works hard. Giggles. Yeah, Jolly. And she has this high, morbid, fucked up sex drive. She's your perfect woman. Why the fuck isn't she here sitting on my lap right now? Because <laughs> she's dead. This, this is making... Jane, I'm disappointed you died before we met. <laughs> this is just... I, I got to call my therapist. This is just fucked up. I, I see on your speed dial. He is. Okay. Poor, poor Justin. I know, right? When Jane moved into her new place, she quickly befriended her landlord and his wife who happened to both be well into their twilight years. It wasn't long before she would kill each of them one by one. Wait a minute. You said twilight years. Are they turning into glittery vampires? No. I mean, into their retirement. Gotcha. Okay. I just want to make sure this wasn't a vampire story. No. All right, we're good. It wasn't long before she would kill each one of them, each of them one by one. And when asked later why she killed them, she, had th- said, she said that they had become feeble and fussy and old and cranky. Scott, God however, damn. there's always a catch with women that I love. However, that's when, me now. I know that's you all the time. <laughs> Fuck. When they heard about the motivation behind these two murders, her fellow nursing students would say how she told them there was no point even keeping old people alive. All I can say is that she better be glad Scott wasn't around back then because she's killing off your dating pool. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
God, Jane, Jane, baby, I was in love with you, but you just broke my heart. You broke his heart. Dude. Hold on. Hello, Justin. Have I got some shit for to tell you? This is just depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in 1989, Mary McClear came to visit Cambridge, and she wound up falling ill. After she was discharged, her hospital chose to send one of his best nurses, Jane, there to take care of her while she was recovering. While she was providing care for Mary, Jane would also wind up poisoning her. She was 70 years old. Yeah, it was a month later that she would kill one of her close friends using strychnine because she wanted the girl's job. After the friend died, Jane, in fact, got her job, which was in the dining hall as a dining hall matron at St. John's Theological theological school located in Cambridge but the job wouldn't last long the administration chose to let her go when they received multiple complaints that she was utterly incompetent at her position not to mention the money that seemed to go mi- be missing since she started working there oh man see there's another but thing but that's sociopathic behavior I don't, I don't like these and yeah I don't like these man Fucking, I know you don't god damn it Jane yeah cause you if we just ask you, you happily give Right, I, and I, I've told stories about that before, like with some of the women that I've been with. To steal from me is really an act of malice because yeah. I'm the kind of person, if you say, hey, um, I need X amount of dollars, I'll give it to you. Yeah. I'll freely fucking open my yeah. wallet. No, no problem. I know that for firsthand because, you know. Yeah, but that's why a certain person, I won't mention her name, um, I was so pissed when she ripped me off big time. And I, that's the same thing I told her. Says, There's no fucking reason for it. I would have given you the money. Yeah. Handed it to you. Yeah. There was no reason to steal. And probably more than you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I, just, mean, I, I really fucking hate thieves. Like, I mean, and you know me, it takes a lot for me to even ask for help. As a matter of fact, the only two times you've helped me were you've offered. I haven't even asked. I, 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 if I see a need, yeah. you know, and, well, and the reason for that, and then we'll get back on track, is because I make well above average, yeah. to say the least. I, I, I do very, very well. Yeah. And, okay, this is a little secret about Scott, and I hope our listeners can appreciate this, is uh, I made a promise to the universe a long time ago. When I first got into the music business, I said, if I could, if I become wealthy, yeah. I will always give back. Right. Always. And I have a fear. I swear to God, I'm not even one of my jokes. My fear is if I don't, karma and the right. universe all go away. will look at me and go, oh, you want to break a promise? It all goes away. It all goes away. And now you don't even have food on your table. Yeah. To teach me a lesson and I would deserve it. If, if I broke right. that promise. That's why I, I give to several charities. Yes. Um, anonymously. And I, and I help people out that need it. Yeah. Because what the fuck am I going to do? I can't take it all with me. <laughs> what True. the fuck am I going to do with it? True. I'm waiting for you to hurry up and marry my mom so that I at least get a little <laughs> when you die. That's all I'm saying. Only, only no sex, you, just marriage. No, you, you want to hear the sounds of love no, in no. the room. No. <laughs> well, I am my, not that kind of person. No. Rub the lotion on my butt, you pot belly stallion. <laughs> I hate you. No, he does this to me, folks. I mean, people might think he's mean, but he does this to me because he knows I'm a visual thinker. I think in pictures and I can't get those pictures out of my head now. <laughs> the best part is her mom plays into it. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. I loved it when I when I mentioned her sitting on my lap and you told your mom. It's just 
That sounds like a good idea. I know. And it's like, <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> so, anyways, Jane develops a plot to get married. Because you know she's well into, well beyond her married years now. Because back in time. Right? Right, right. After she left home, her foster sister, Elizabeth, would often invite her over and offer to let her stay at the house for a couple of days. And Jane would sometimes accept that offer. However, in the summer of 1899, Jane was on vacation in a place called Buzzards Bay. And that's when her foster sister became her target. Apparently, Elizabeth had complained to Jane that she was suffering from some type of depression. Um, I'm pretty sure she didn't use that exact term, but that's how we would classify it today. So Jane invited her on the trip down to the Cape. It was on this trip that she and Elizabeth went down to the beach one day to have a picnic that Jane packed. Come lunchtime, they sat down to enjoy some cold corned beef, some taffy, and mineral water. They both had the same thing to eat. It just so happens that Elizabeth would get a little something extra. Jane laced her mineral water with strychnine. God damn. Yeah. This is where I go. Remember I told you I use this? Side note. (laughs) (laughs) Side note. Whenever Jane would mix any of her poisons in a beverage, she always seemed to use the same brand of mineral water. And I'm going to venture to say that the company was none too pleased with the endorsement that she provided them. Hey, brand loyalty, (laughs) goddammit. They they, should have said, hey, at least Jane uses our product. (laughs) Yeah, Jolly Jane uses it. You can too. (laughs) Perfect for drinking, poisoning. I mean, whatever you want to use it for. (laughs) It's a multi-use product. That's right. (laughs) However, when Jane retold the story later of her killing her own foster sister, she goes, I held her in my arms and watched watched with delight as she gasped her life out. Dude, she is like... God damn. She enjoys the killing. She's like one of those up-close-and-personal stranglers who enjoy watching the light go out in somebody's eyes. No shit. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Right. So after Elizabeth died, Jane would insinuate herself into O.A.'s household. She did this in the hopes of marrying him. Within three days, she even managed to kill his 77-year-old housekeeper, Edna Bannister. Okay? After Edna died, she also took over her duties in the house in an attempt to impress O.A. further by showing him how well she kept the house. Her efforts were for naught because he made it clear that he didn't want her as a housekeeper and he definitely didn't want her to be his next wife. But I bet you he was her next victim. No. <laughs> oh, God dang. Nice Luck- try, though. Lucky some bitch, man. I know. When he told her these things, she decided she would go. She would try to earn his love. She did this. Oh, she did try to poison him and nurse him back to health, but he didn't die. Her (laughs) added efforts didn't get her any closer to winning his infections, so she tried something else. She told him that if he didn't marry her, she would tell everyone that he got her pregnant. Now, I couldn't find whether she said he... He, d- he would do this by raping her or by other means, but no matter how he did it, it would have been a shameful in that era as they were not married. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, so when Jane gave him this ultimatum, he ordered her to get out of his house and to stay out. I'm actually proud of O.A. Because most guys would have caved to that. Oh, no, don't do that. Okay. Yeah. It's all fine. Especially being well-known in the community. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, because he's a church deacon, for crying out loud. Go, O.A. You are, you're the bomb, buddy. Yeah. Go, O.A. Go. 
Okay. When Owe kicked her out of the house, she was so distraught. I'm assuming it was due to the rejection. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That she would attempt to commit suicide by taking an overdose of morphine. Her efforts failed, and she wound up in the hospital. It doesn't say how long she would end up staying at the hospital. However, once she was released, Jane went to visit a friend by the name of Sarah Nichols, who was living in Amherst, New Hampshire, with her brother. Okay? So by the year 1901, a detective in the state of Massachusetts had begun following Jane. He actually suspected of her of killing Alden Davis and his entire family. Apparently, at one point, Jane had rented a cottage in, in the town of Bourne that was owned by the Davis family. While she rented this cottage, she fell behind on her rent. Maddie Davis, Alden's wife, traveled to Cambridge in order to collect this rent, but instead of paying her the rent, Jane gave her a cocktail of morphine and atropine, thus killing her. Okay? <laughs> After she murdered the woman, she moved in with Alden, who was up there in age to take care of him. Jane did such a good job taking care of Alden that she wound up killing him before she moved on to murder two of his daughters, Minnie Gibbs and Geraldine Gordon, who were married themselves. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, she wiped out the whole motherfucking family. Damn, I'm a little bit impressed with her kill count so far because when she sets her mind to something. Yeah, usually it's like, you know what? Bitch, be gone. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. So after she killed the Davis family, Minnie's father-in-law rightly assumed that the family's untimely deaths were actually a result of foul play. He decided to consult a toxicologist, and it was after this meeting that he went straight to a judge to demand an order of exhumation for Minnie's body. During the autopsy, investigators determined that her cause of death was, in fact, due to being poisoned by morphine and atropine. Which you and I both know, morphine stays in your system for centuries. Yeah, that shit doesn't ever... Like, there's still morphine in my body from my surgeries. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it absorbs into your adipose tissues. Yeah. So, Jane was arrested on October 29th of 1901, and her trial began the summer of 1902, Prior to her trial date, she actually confessed to her attorney that she had murdered at the very least 31 people. But she hinted that there were as many as 100 deaths she was responsible for. But we have to remember, she was a pathological liar, too. But she's also wiping out whole families, so I think this it could, might... Yeah, it could be very well be true. I think it's probably somewhere in between what they have confirmed... And what she's saying. You know what I mean? It's probably somewhere in between. You probably add another 25 onto what they confirmed at least. Yeah. Because keep in mind, man, Jane is a go-getter. Oh, yeah, she is. I'm going to promote her right now. She's a go-getter. She is is one of those with a work ethic like you and I enjoy. She does. And I I totally respect that. When she puts her mind to something, she's okay. Got to kill my my stepsister or my my foster sister. She's got to go. I need to kill this person, this person, this person, and this person. Oh, this whole family? Toast. They're out of here. See, and, you know, because you and I are talking about starting to delegate things out, and that's one reason why I have a hard time delegating, because I don't know the work ethic of who Wait I'm delegating to. Oh, I, was, woo, I thought you were going to start killing families. Hey, no, we need I to have a board meeting no. about that shit. I just don't know the work ethic of who you want me to delegate to. So if I don't think that they, you know, if I don't know that they have a strong work ethic, I have a hard time delegating because I know it won't get done, and I'll end up doing it myself anyways. No, true, true. You no, know what I mean? I wouldn't worry too much about that. I, I vet everybody. Okay, good. No, I'm just saying, you know, that's my fear. Usually when I hire someone on uh, to do any project that I'm working on, the vetting process is fairly extensive most of the time, with very few exceptions. (laughs) 
because you and I both had the same look. Yeah, because <laughs> we know who I'm talking about, with very few exceptions. I'm normally there's a, a full background check done, criminal background history, um, references, contacting the family. Because wow. when when it comes to anything in the entertainment industry, oh yeah, you have to. This is very sensitive material. Like when when I get tracks to work on, um, while there's a paper trail, the copyright isn't complete. Right. And without that, anybody can take that information and go and yeah, and, and sell it, do whatever they want. So it's it leaves me open and very liable. Oh yeah, I believe it. I believe and it. And the last thing I need to do is be responsible for a two million dollar project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, Gina. It doesn't take much to get a music project to go from something that would be just a few hundred dollars to several million. Because if they take that that intellectual property. And right. they use it and they make a shit ton of money off of it. Somebody else does. Right. I am liable to pay that shit back. Right. And that's why the vetting process is very extensive. No, I get it. It costs a shit ton of money. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I get it. Um, let's see. Where was I? Oh, anyways. She would also tell her attorney that she started killing people. Because a guy ended a relationship with her when she was 16 years old. Okay, this is what she's saying. She said that there was an office worker in Lowell that gave her a promise ring before he moved to Holyoke. And, fe- and then he fell in love Hold with Hold on, someone. was that Cornholio? No. Or just regular Holyoke? Shut up, Beavis. This is not Beavis and Butthead. Again. Yeah. <laughs> and she fell in love. And he ended up falling in love with some other woman. She said, if I had been a married woman, I probably would not have killed all of those people. I would have ha- had my husband, my children, and my home to take up my mind. I highly <laughs> doubt that when you know what she says later. No, I highly doubt that with her actions so far. Just her, 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 her mental output, so to speak. Yeah, with her proclivity to crawl into bed with them as they're dying. Yeah, I, I, that, that right there is a far-fetched tale. That, she might as well have said, I have to have my magical dragon next to me while we are on a quest. It's the same bull. It's a bullshit thing. It's bullshit. Yeah. No, exactly. So Jane's trial lasted only eight hours and took Damn. place in the Barnstable County Courthouse. Approximately 27 minutes after they broke for deliberation, the jury returned with their verdict. Are you ready? Damn, it's like it's like they went through a drive-through at McDonald's or something. <laughs> I know, dude. They broke for lunch. Yeah, it's like fucking. We're just gonna go grab some burgers, and you're guilty. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, oh, is that what you think? Oh, they oh, found her okay. not guilty by reason of insanity, Scott. Get the fuck no. out. She wound up spending the remainder of her life in the Taunton State Hospital, and she would die there at 84 years old on August nah, 17, no, 1938. No, no. Back up the goddamn, but you know who's insane in that? The jury. The fucking jury. She's not insane. She's a fucking sociopath. And well, fucking, they didn't know that back then. Uh, I know, but, but Jesus And I have a Christ. reason. I think I know Fuck. why they found her insane. Well. Because she talked about how she liked to crawl into bed with them, and a lot of her victims were female. Oh, no, that could be it because uh, up until... Homosexuality and bisexuality were considered a mental disease. All the way up until, actually recently, the uh, yeah. the early... Uh, or Early DSMs had it as a mental yes, disorder. All the way up to, I want to say like 2000-something, actually. Oh, really? That late? In, including being transgender. It's only oh. recently been taken out of the DSM. Wow. Yeah. So, she, like I said, she would die there. Okay, now this. Some of the staff members there would later tell people that she would call them into her room 
smile at them and say things like, get some morphine, dearie, and we'll go out in the ward. You and I will have a lot of fun seeing them die. I kind of like her. That's kind of hot. <laughs> it's a little hot. I'm sorry. A little that is turned a, on right now. A little bit. Like, seriously, because I'm serious. Because I, I, cause I have a morbid mm-hmm. uh, fucking sense of humor. And, you know, like, like, if my girlfriend looked at me and went, hey, get some morphine. We'll go next door and we'll have ourselves a lot of fun watching your neighbors die. Even if she was joking, I'd be like, that's fucking hot. I know, dude. That's fucking hot. I know. You and I have often joke about, you know, <laughs> killing certain people. And Oh, yeah. I mean, and it it's just a joke, folks. It's just a joke. If I, if I was really a serial killer, like for real, my neighbors would Well, be and gone. the way we talk about doing it, nobody would do it anyways. Yeah, like who's going to build a catapult to launch their baby over a border? I know, I mean, right? Come on. <laughs> so while she confessed to killing 31 people and hinted there may be as many as a tw- 100, the courts were only able to confirm that she killed 12 people. I would venture to say it's anywhere between the 12 confirmed and I would say up in the 50s. Fair Hot, enough. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Because I, I don't think that... Because she's so methodical and thought this all out, I don't think that it could be into the hundreds. It could be. It but I don't could think that be. It, it doesn't have really But she's a more methodical than any of our other right. Medical so Monday people. That brings the probability down quite a bit that yeah. she did over 100. Right. But I, I think I would agree maybe 50, maybe 60... Somewhere right around there would be my educated guess. Mine too. Mine too. Okay, now, my final thoughts. To me, this is more like the curious case of Jane Toppin. Since there was a (laughs) bit of weirdness that went along with her killing. A bit? Yeah. Since (laughs) we always like to throw out our theory about whether hers is a case of nurture or nature, I'm curious what your perspective is. Nurture, 110 fucking percent. Nurture. Because, because, number one, if you have an abusive father, but you have a very supportive mother, Mm -hmm. you know, at least one parent is on your side, that offers up that safety. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, we all know that they're not completely safe, but at least you have, you you have somebody there who's kind of on your side that's an adult that you can trust. She doesn't have that. At one years old, mom takes a dirt nap because of TB. Right. All right. So then you have, you have dad who might be raping your older sister. So even from a young age, you're, you're, you know, you know this is all going down. So that's going to, so that nurtures a path of needing some form of catharsis to, to deal with that. Right. Then in comes the, the, the line, the indentured servitude, everything. Yeah. All that starts to come into play. For, for several reasons. Number one, your self-esteem has got to be garbage. Yeah. Um, well, consider, I also take into consideration that she was supposed to be adopted out, but she was basically adopted out to be a servant. Right. Your but, foster sister is getting all this benefit, and you're being a slave, pretty well, much. Well, we're starting with her dad. Yeah. So, already your self-esteem, because dad's beating the shit out of you, raping your sister, might even be touching you, but we can't confirm that. But says, in my head, if... If daddy is raping older sister, he's touching you. He's might possibly be touching you too. That's yeah. the good probability. Um, so then she goes to the the orphanage. Right. Dad says, "Fuck it, I'm done. You guys are going, but I'm keeping older sister." Yeah. 
which that is why I rate the probability of molestation pretty Higher. high. Yeah. So now you're confused. Why didn't my dad keep me? Right. And it doesn't matter what excuse he gave, you know, like I can't handle it emotionally, uh, financially, you right. know, moon stars, what the fuck ever. Yeah. Um, that's still playing on your mind. Now you get to go and hey, it's a lucky day. You're getting adopted out to this to this new family. Now you're in a, you're you're an indentured service and servant, and that plays into behavioral conditioning. Right. So your value is to serve. Right. That is what you're going to take your value as is right. only to serve. And you have to you have to disassociate from your true identity. Right. As I yeah. say, now they've changed your name. Yes. You know, Toby. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you got that joke. Um, they've changed your name. Yeah. They've changed who you are. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to be part of this family, but you're nothing but an indentured servant. Right. And you have everything that's happened to you in the past as well with your dad. Correct. And molestation that could be at play. And God knows what happened at the orphanage. Because we've talked about this before. Institutions at the time weren't exactly strictly monitored. You know, yeah. uh, we'll bring up Albright again, who yes. was later on, late later than than when she was in. Uh, uh, the, way later, yeah, way later. If if they weren't being monitored then, imagine how bad it was back in her time. Yeah. So we don't know. Maybe she was inappropriately touched there or whatever, but or beatings, there, there might have been something else. Right. So all that is into play. So what happens when, when everybody who's bigger than you beats you down? Right. How can you get catharsis out of that and really feel like, you're, like, like, like you have some viability, like you're a person? Right, you lash out. At things that are smaller than you. Yes. So what can't protect themselves? Well, small animals. Older people. And older people. Yes. Or people that you can maybe slip a special talk to. trust you. you. People that trust you. And people who trust you. Yeah, like her foster sister trusted her. Uh Uh-huh. Those are the people that you attack. And she is sick and methodical. And I actually appreciate that about her because she put some fucking thought into the shit. Yeah. Yeah, because I I mean, you and I think... It's so sad to me. And not sad, but it's weird to me because I've only found one other person that thinks so much like I do. Wait a minute. You like your mom that way too? That's not right. That's a whole different episode. We're talking about Jane. Oh. (laughs) I myself believe this is a classic case of nurture. She had it rough from the very beginning. Here she was, an innocent child. And although her mother looked stern, there's nothing documented saying she was a harsh woman. Yet, when her mother died from tuberculosis... Her father's pain and suffering was focused towards his daughters. Okay? If the rumors of him being sexually abusive are to be believed, that only compounds the girl's suffering. 100%. Okay. Yeah. However, there are more variables to Jane's equation. Her father took her and her middle sister to stay at an orphanage. They wound up, they would end up being separated when they were placed in homes that were anything but respectable. And she was looked down upon due to her appearance. This would all add to her building resentments throughout life. Which also explains her weight gain throughout high school, too. Right. Um, because part of comfort when, when you is suffer eating. from depression mm-hmm. is eating. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's stress eating is what it comes down to, or depression, depression eating. Because you're trying to... Certain foods boost very specific chemicals right. in the brain. And sweets is a big one. Chocolate. Chocolate yeah. is a prime example. 
because, and this is why I try to avoid chocolate, even though I love it, because chocolate, cocaine, and alcohol boost your dopamine levels. And that's, yes. your, that, that's a feel-good hormone in your brain. True. So if she's depressed all the time and she's maybe stuffing her face with some chocolate or anything of the cocoa variety. Right. You know. Cacao. Cacao. <laughs> <laughs> that's what your mom said. Anyway, um, it's going to raise those levels. And you're going to feel good. And she's going to notice that. She's going, wow, I normally don't feel good. But if I'm stuffing my face with these things right here. Right. And, you know, uh, I, I actually feel good for a change. I right. feel right. I feel everything's going to go good. Correct. And the reason why uh, things like chocolate is so popular and cocaine and alcohol um, is because it's, it's instant. Right. You, it doesn't take very long for your body to absorb those things. Like with, uh, with anything that you put into your mouth you know, like orally, the, uh, the underside of your tongue absorbs it first. Right. And people don't realize that. It has to go through my throat and through my stomach. No, dude, your body's absorbing it when it hits your tongue because of the, uh, the pores and the nerves that are under your tongue. Oh, yeah. It's like a vacuum. Yeah. That's how I take up. my Xanax. I take it and I swish it around my mouth. <laughs> You're going to rehab. I don't take it now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't. Um, I wish I could. A little vacuum with that. But um, so there, there are other foods that can raise the, the feel-good hormones, such as serotonin and dopamine right. and things like that. But they take longer to, right. to react. Um, like I found for me, broccoli works really well. Raw broccoli. Wow. I, I don't know why. But it's, it's cumulative. Yeah. So if if I'm having broccoli with my lunches and dipping it into ranch sauce, because I like ranch too, I just can't eat raw broccoli like because I'm not a rabbit. My name's not Bugs Bunny. It's not. No, that's why I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian. Oh God, no. Fuck ba- I love bacon. If hey. bacon were a, were like a it's like its own. a lifestyle, it'd be mine. Oh my God, I'm gonna tell everybody I live the bacon lifestyle, and they're gonna be able to tell by my big ass. But um. So it's cumulative. I noticed that if I'm eating more raw fruits and, or not so much fruit, but vegetables. Right. Um, after about a week of that, I feel pretty fucking good. And right. it's because it's releasing the proper endorphins. Okay. And the proper chemicals into my brain. Okay. All right. Um, I find that if I'm eating like shit, like it. it, it oh, yeah. Junk food brings you down. Oh, yeah. Like if I'm eating a lot of greasy things and I'm mm-hmm. eating like a lot of uh, like, because uh, I was on a chocolate kick for a while before I got on antidepressants. Okay. And. It's instantaneous, man. I'd buy like the thick um, Hershey bar. Oh, yeah. You know, or Godiva chocolate or whatever oh. the hell I wanted, which is bomb. Or, or Ghirardelli. Um, Ghirardelli's good. Godiva has a special place in my heart, but that's another story. So I, I started off with just breaking off a little square and I'd put it in my mouth and in my tongue and absorb it. And it's like within a minute, I'm like, wow, I feel pretty fucking good. Yeah. But then, unfortunately. You ballooned. I ballooned. And you need more. That one little square becomes yeah, two. Yeah, it's just like taking cocaine. That one uh-huh. little line doesn't last you very long anymore. Yeah, yeah. so now you're eating a whole bar of chocolate. Yeah. Now you're doing two bars. Yeah. And now you're like a fucking crackhead and hiding in the corner, <laughs> bunching on chocolate bars, and you hear somebody go, Hey, Scott, where are you at? I'm nowhere. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Coming out with all over your face. Have and, you, you had know, your... Like, you know, like the cocaine heads, like, wipe the cocaine from their nose. That was me with, like, like wiping your face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you just dive into a vat of chocolate? How could, How dare you? How, how dare you accuse me of that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 
You yeah. are a horrible person. Well, dude, you have chocolate. It's either chocolate or you had your head up someone's ass because it's all the way in the back of your fucking head. There's a problem. Don't judge me. And then you walk away. <laughs> Don't judge me, damn and you. You're like, oh, I'm judging because that doesn't look right. That looks like you were violated in a, in a horrible Shiza video from Germany. That's what that looks like, buddy. You need some fucking help. I get that reference, too. (laughs) Okay, so let's take a look at her motivation for a second. Do you believe her when she says that she started killing because she was jilted? No. Not not even, like, okay, let's go back to, because I'm a probability kick today. Possibility? I mean, anything's possible, okay? Probability? I'm going to go lower than 1%. Right, because I said if that was truly her motivation in the beginning... What would account for her gaining sexual satisfaction from climbing into bed with her victims? Uh, exactly, you know? Yeah. It's just, well, it's that and plus, it's just, no, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't play in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think her motivations could have been? Catharsis. Making herself feel better. Okay. Chasing the, uh, the, 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 the dopamine. The neon rainbow? <laughs> oh, my God. Merle Haggard reference. <laughs> Damn. If we weren't so far apart, I'd fucking high-five you on that one. You don't. We don't do very many fucking Merle Haggard references. I know. Aren't you glad? See? But, um, no, it, it was to... The same reason why she lies, mm-hmm. okay, it's to build herself up. Right. It's to give herself some building blocks to right. make her feel better. Right. About herself. Right. And knowing that... And, and that's very evident with the fact that she plans this out. Right. And... By planning it out and coming up with a plan and executing that plan, she feels good because she accomplished something. Right. It's no different than, um, we'll go back to music. Like, if I'm sitting down just raw, okay, and somebody says, okay, we need, uh, we need a song about, um, let me think of something good, about racing cars. Okay. Okay, and that's all the information that I have. I'm sitting just raw down. I come up with a plan. I come up with an outline because I see the movie in my head. Right. I write it, and when it gets accepted, it completes it, and it completes the cycle, and I feel good about it. Right. I said, wow, I fucking did that. That's, that's tremendous. No different with her. She goes, okay, this person or this family has to die. Right. This is how I'm going to execute the plan. This is step one, two, three, four, five, on down the list. It gets completed. She goes, my God, look what I did. I completed something, and I didn't get caught. Right. I did it well. And I did it well. Mm-hmm. Because I can't imagine as an indentured servant or being with her father that she was lifted up very like often. Like she didn't get a lot of praise. Right. It wasn't like, hey, good job on sweeping the floors or whatever. It was probably, you're a piece of shit and you're a burden on me because your mom's right. dead and now I'm stuck right. with you three bitches. Right. I actually have my own theory. Ooh, do tell. You ready? Does Here's it have, my theory on this situation. Does it have to do with ball gags and leather? No. Oh. I believe that at the very least, Jane was a bisexual woman. Oh, at, that's a given. At a time when anything other than heterosexuality was considered an actual crime. Yes. Due to her sexuality, in order for her to in, have an encounter with another woman, since they themselves wouldn't be willing, she would have to incapacitate them in some way. I believe this was her way of being sexually gratified. And, you know, add to that the fact that the 
she either was or perceived herself to be unattractive to the opposite sex. She felt that if she could eliminate the competition, so to speak, she would have a better chance at finding a willing mate if she proves to be useful to the grieving husbands. When this didn't work to her advantage, she tried again with someone else. Holy shit. I didn't even see that. You beat me. You I win did. this one, fucker. That's it wasn't good. even a competition, but yay me. No, that's I can't use good. my right arm to pat myself anymore. Yay I me. I didn't even pick that up. I knew she was bisexual, but I never kind of put together, yeah, you know what? At the time, it's not like you could go to like a, a, a gay bar. Right. And say, hey, baby, you know, I'm, you know. And I'm the fact that she already feels unattractive. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. Good job. Holy fuck. That was awesome. Look, I'm over here jazz handing it up. <laughs> as best you can with your fucked up arm. I know. My arm is killing me. So, um, so this is my question. I mean, I already know what the answer is to this. So I'm not even going to bother asking it. But considering her potential for the other question I had, considering her potential for being successful as a nurse, being paid so well, despite the fact she was a woman, why then would she turn to killing people instead of being satisfied with her own success? Above and beyond. Okay, I was going to say, because she automatically being paid so much in the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's paid five times what the average woman was even making. Oh, totally. So that in itself to me would be like, hey, I'm successful. And in a lot of ways, I think that she may have been, I don't want to directly say killing the people who've wronged her, because that wouldn't be correct in a, a surface type level. She started eliminating people who were in her way. Like right. the wives of certain people. That, you know was, what I mean? It, it was all part of her trying to advance herself. Right. And proving that she was actually, and this is just in my own opinion, proving that she was better than these people who saw themselves right. as above her. Right. Because the ultimate person is the one who can take out everybody else. This is true. And that separates people from money, this power, and everything. This you is can true. be the most rich guy in the world and have the most power but if I can take you out, then you do. Then I am way more powerful than you could have ever imagined. Right, exactly. Which is obvious in the games you play on the computer. <laughs> this is true. I he, he brags about taking over armies. I love civilization. Uh, yeah. Not the new one, not six because it sucks, but five. And I get in my pissy moods and I'm like, oh, really, bitch? All right. Your country is, doesn't exist anymore. It is now mine. It is now mine. I own everything you have. That's what you yeah. get for being a dick. So we kind of answered this question, too, because I said, do you believe the claims that she killed at least 31 people, even though they could only prove that she killed 12? And that was my last question. But we had already talked about that. Right. I, so. I'd say I might give her 50. Yeah. I like her for at least 50. Yeah. Because she so. was effective, man. Was, and you don't get that good without some practice. You don't. Because it's not like she was using, like, um, what's the... One I'm thinking of, like rat poison or anything like poisoners back in that day used. Right. You know? Well, the, there, there's a couple of ways to kill a per- person. We know that. It's not like she's a slasher. So she's right. not like sneaking up on the old ladies and, and going, ha, and cutting them Yeah, throats. she wasn't suffocating anybody. And she's not, yeah, she's not holding a pillow or anything over somebody's head. Mm-mm. No, she's thinking this shit out. So how do you become good at that? And how, how do you know how much of a chemical to give somebody right. based on weight and things like that. Well, she's a nurse, so she's got to calculate And she's been this. like obsessed with autopsies and shit like that, so she kind of knows. Right. And you I know. bet you she's practiced quite a bit. Oh, yeah. That's why I think her number's higher in the 50s. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. And, you know, and she's not going to do it by some means where it's automatic killing because she wants to hold them and caress them. That's the dosing, yeah. Yeah, she has to, like, hold them as they're dying. Right. So. That's 100% the dosing right there. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, she's. And I I believe that first woman that was in and out of consciousness. Oh, yeah. I believe that that was her first attempt and it didn't work. Maybe first, maybe second. Well, no, I, that would make sense because I would think that any other one that she did that to, she would know the dosing. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. But I think, and I think what spooked her is the fact that the woman wasn't dying. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I mean, that's my own personal opinion. No, I'm not going to base it on fact, but you and I have done so much research uh-huh. that we can usually pick out when the first one was and, you know. Right. And we've also seen the progression of how killers work. Yes. No, nobody has perfected their technique, no matter how much they've thought about it, on the first kill. Never. You know, it's always a That's succession. why the Honolulu Strangler one fucking pisses me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're, there's practice involved like any other trade yeah. that you do, whether it's music or it's being an auto mechanic. It's, it's repetition. It's practice. It's learning, it's learning your trade. And that's, I, that's what I believe that she did. I think that she perfected her, her dosage. Right. And a method. Right. And a good delivery system. Yes. And got it down to perfection. A science. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that she's stupid by any means. Yeah, because you have to figure, by the time she killed her foster sister, she knew what dosage to give her because she just gave her one water and it was over. Yeah, it was like, lights out, bitch. You're gone. Yeah. Let me hold you. And now I've got enough time to hold you in my arms and watch that light drain out of your eyes. Yeah, and she delighted in that. Oh, yeah. So you knew that that was like part of the gratification for her, you know, because we've talked about it. Right, you and know? that's why I was saying dosage because she doesn't want them to die like right now, no, she wants, and she doesn't want it to be a violent death. Yeah, it can't be a violent death. Yeah, so it can't go into convulsions and right. shit like that. It's got to take its time. It's much like a opening a bottle of wine. When yeah. I open wine, I let it sit for a little while, let it aerate. Yeah, you know, and same thing. That was her. That that was her fine wine. Yeah, she pulled their cork and just lets yeah. it all breathe. Yeah, yeah, because you know, I mean, and that is like one of the things with you know, like deviant behavior in our fetish Fridays is that that final step in the ritual of killing the person is what gives you that like sexual gratification. Oh, totally. So totally, totally. Yeah. So she totally would have fit our fetish Fridays if she wasn't a nurse. That is true. Yeah. Which you don't often have a female fetish Friday. Holy fuck. That's true. huh? I mean, some of them we have done as far as the couples could fall into that, but I think it's because of the couple dynamic yeah. That makes it that way. Yeah. However, with her, honestly, if she wasn't a nurse, she totally could have been on Fetish Friday. Sweet. By herself. I'm, in, I'm impressed with our Janie Poo. I love Jane. Well, I did until, you know, a few things popped up. Killing but yeah, but pool. I mean, she'll never have our heart like Carl. No, Carl, but he'll she, always be my she heart. She impressed me. I mean, and it's, it's sad to say this because, you know, I'm not condoning serial killing. But what... <laughs> Once they're, like we said, we can't do anything to bring them back. We cannot, no matter how much we may want to, we cannot bring our vic- her victims back. They'd However, be dead anyway by now. Huh? Yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> However, this is how I look at it. We can admire her on a level of the thought process. I am, okay, I might as well clarify my thoughts of uh, my admiration for certain serial killers. And this is it, folks, is that... Yeah, it's their... Some of our serial killers are stupid 
Very. Let's talk about Tool and Lucas. The Beavis and <laughs> Dude, Butthead. I love them because they were comical. They totally made our show comedy. <clears throat> right. And, and here's the thing. And I, I brought this up to Tammy uh, a few days after we, uh, we recorded uh, Tool and Lucas. Is I'm looking at them and the Beavis and Butthead of fucking serial killing. And while I feel sorry for the kids that they killed, the adults, really? How stupid do you got to be to be killed by these people? Like, yeah. for real. Like, the, who the fuck gets killed by Beavis and Butthead? Like, seriously. Yeah. You can't be the sharpest tool on the sh- uh, in the shed to right. be murdered by these two idiots. Right. I mean, and, and see, I think a lot of our admiration comes from the, the mental, you know, the mentality of them. Right. The, you know, the, their obvious you know, um, intellectual aspect of it. Because right. you and I can admire somebody intellectually all day long, no matter what they do. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. You know, but some of our killers are sloppy. Very And you go, so. God, I don't even know how you got away with this. Oh, I know why, because people reported that you're killing people 50 times, and the law enforcement and the DA said, eh, nah, step aside. Like Cole, for example. Right. You know, all the evidence in the world, he's Pointing there at right a, at him. He's at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's me. Yeah. I'm here, and they're all step aside, sir. We're looking for a killer. That's what we're doing. Now, I'm your killer right here. Uh, that, that, that's lovely. Uh, why don't you go get some coffee? We're busy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's great. And then some of them think things through like no one else. Yeah. Jane being one of them. She's, she's thinking the she things did. through, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that was well thought out. There's been a few, but I don't know. I think I'm having blood sugar problems today. I know. I'm trying to think. I mean, because we did. Well, Puente, you kind of had an admiration for her. Yeah, Puente. You know, because she's the one that buried them all. Well, other than the fact that she buried them all in her backyard. Yeah, that was stupid. And then handed the fucking police the shovel. Right. Hello. Okay. Well, like one that I'm I'm, I'm doing in that same series with mm-hmm. um with uh, uh uh with Kraft, which is Kearney. Oh yeah. Which is honestly, if I was a gay guy, I would French kiss him. I'd be in love cause, because only because he's so elegant. Yeah. And my favorite thing that he says, well, I'm, I'm going to save that part, actually. But, I was going to uh, say save it. You know. Because we're featuring him this Friday, right? Right. Okay. And he, he's well thought out. Yeah. He thought about how he, he, how, how he had to complete right. these tasks. And went as far as to uh, wash the bodies down. To right. get rid of evidence and then, and, and, you know, and, and do everything he had to do. And he wouldn't have even have been truly caught if... He hadn't have walked in with his boyfriend to the police department because they had wanted posters out because they, they were going to question him in a, in a murder. Um, and his boyfriend, David Hill, pointing to the picture of them going, hey, we're them. That's that, right here. We're that, the guys there, that's us. And they're all, hey, you guys look familiar. That's a picture. And you guys are here. Um, Hey, boss, I think we got him. I'm not, That's like when sure? the FBI's most wanted walking into the post office, right? Right. Go on. Hi. And going up to his picture, taking a selfie with it. Like, selfie time. <laughs> we look fabulous. Yeah. Hashtag good hair day. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, because I mean, and we bring up Ted Bundy a lot, too, because I admired him strictly on an intellectual level. Oh, totally. And his total freaking intestinal fortitude that he had. It's like he had a set of balls on him like nobody's business. I love Ted because he walked literally past guards. He's being taken in. He's at the courthouse. We're going to start your trial and you're probably going to get executed. He's like, hey guys, I got to go take a pee. 
be right back in the garden. Yeah, hey, go for it, man. Hey, Bill, so um, you going to watch the ball game this weekend? No, I'm going to be watching. That's pretty good. Hey, he's been in there for like two hours. Hey, Ted, 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 you okay? Ted, Ted. <laughs> I know. Son of a bitch, you got away. The first time I can see that. When it happens again. I know, dude, right? That's when you got to look and go. Dude, and that's... then he walks right out of a jail, too, down yeah, in Florida. Yeah, just fucking. He's yeah. like, um, okay, I'm done here. Bye. And walks the fuck away. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But then, you know, I hate to be mean to law enforcement because they do do a good job. <laughs> but you do. know what? Sometimes they're stupid as fuck. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So yeah. that's all I have for Jane. Do you have anything? Do you have any questions or anything? I have, believe it or not, absolutely nothing. Wow. I know. I'm actually shocked myself. I am too. I'm surprised you have nothing more to add. I don't. I'm tired. I didn't sleep well last night. I'm sorry. I was having too many fantasies about your mom. And <laughs> that's the show for today, folks. <laughs> nice talking to you. This has been Brutal Nation. Remember that you can send us an email at brutalnation.cast at gmail.com. Check out the website. At www.brutalnation. Oh, Twisted Blue LLC. Let me try that again. How about that, folks? See, I don't edit this shit out, so you know when I screw up. Check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. Remember, if you're going to shop at, Wal- at Amazon anyway, like the rest of us do, I'm batting a thousand today. <laughs> Click on the link that we provide on our page. It helps out the show. It doesn't cost you anything extra. This show is copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.